Hello and welcome to the Rant and Rave Podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Frank. Dave, good afternoon, morning, good evening, good night, my friend. How are you doing <laughs> up there in Los Angeles, California today? Nice to see you, brother. Every, yeah, good to see you. Everything is good. You know, we uh, we just got the blast. We can actually start voting now. Ah. So it's a, it's really about five years early than the actual polling. No. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, absolutely. It's, yeah. It's, it's about oh, yeah. three you weeks early. You they opened your mail-in ballots for like 2047. And uh, from what I heard from uh, the early voting in L.A., apparently 5% of people have turned out so far. Just, you know, so I guess they haven't got the mail-in ballots out to the homeless under the bridge yet. But uh, no, they'll be doing some ballot harvesting under the under the under the 101 bridge out there. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning into our show. <laughs> We're going to be covering some some big topics. Actually, there's some some heavy stuff going on in the world. And uh, what my buddy frank wants to touch on are some of the uh some major converging forces that really shape our lives on a daily basis i mean there's so much going on in the world uh some heavy times out there and these are just things for you to be aware of um and they don't touch you you know when you go outside in the morning they're not going to be like right in your face but overall this is these are the things that are shaping our world and not only this year but for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I know 100%, Dave. Thanks. And, you know, I, I just want folks to understand at home, you know, it's like you can, it's, it's easy to get distracted by all the shiny object uh, items in the news media. Like you just said, Dave, every time you go out or turn on the TV, there's like something new they want you to focus on, shiny object distraction, Nord Stream 2 pipeline gets blown up, whatever it is. But I want to put a framework out there today for folks to kind of just think about. And that's what I want to dive into. And we're always about connecting the dots here, Dave, on the Rant and Rave show, right? This is what we've been since day one, three years ago when we started this show. <clears throat> so grateful for everybody, you know, listening and sharing the show. But, you know, really, it, I want to talk about the four real forces that are, you know, constantly at work shaping the world that we live in under the Marxist, illegitimate Marxist uh, regime that we currently see, and really the globalist regime. This is really Soros and the globalists, and and you know obviously Biden's just a you know an illegitimate puppet in this whole thing with Obama pulling his strings. So anyway, the four forces are as follows. And keep in mind, folks, this you know the the topics that we talk about underneath each of these four forces are going to change week to week, right? So we'll give you some color on some of these stories today, but the four forces will not change, right? So here, here they are quickly, one through four. One, the southern border invasion, right? So absolutely intentional. And we'll come back and walk through a bunch of examples that are going on there about how and why and what's going on and why that's happening and why it's completely intentional. The financial meltdown in the country. Now, you might think, well, gee, Frank, the stock market's doing well and uh, everything's up and NVIDIA's producing great chips and all the rest of it. It's what's behind all of that that's important, right? So we want to talk about the deficit, the debt, the zombie economy, the Federal Reserve, this is stuff that's a little bit, uh, you know, ethereal. It's a little bit, you know, maybe even a little bit dry. But these are important topics because the current government is using various tactics to prop up the current economy. Folks need to understand that. So southern border financial, the kinetic war. We are in the early stages, not even the early stages. Well, really, the early stages of kinetic war in three different areas of the world. The Ukraine, South China Sea and the Middle East. And then finally, the deep state, Dave, like the administrative state and the deep state. This is entangled in our lives every single day, whether it's election interference, stealing an election. Uh, you know, Catherine Herridge recently with the reporter having her personal files confiscated, um, whether it's Google with Gemini AI that's basically DEI laden and racist. You know, there's all kinds of examples we can get into. But those are really the four forces that are converging uh, and they'll ebb and flow over time. 
Uh, for example, Trump shut down the southern border and he was not expected to win. And so that, you know, it, it was expected that Hillary would get in, win. And what we've seen in the last three years was supposed to happen under Trump. Right. That was supposed to ha- not under Trump, but that was supposed to happen under Hillary in those years. But they had to de- they had to delay it. And now it's happened the last three years. Right. So those are yeah, those are all great uh, themes. Um, not great, but I mean, important. And, you know, this is nothing new. This is stuff that has been rolling and developing for decades. Yeah. And it's all tied into the, the globalist agenda of really just uh, weakening uh, uh, the United States of America. Yeah. Bottom line is they, they want right. the, the globalist right. empire run out of Davos and Klaus Schwab. Um, they set the agenda. They give uh, the Obamas of the world and the Valerie Jarrett's of the world marching orders and off they go. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a great example. They let's just run with that for a second. So back to the southern border invasion. How do people how do people at home think these folks are getting here? WHO, United Nations, the United States taxpayer funds these NGOs, the Red Cross, Doctors Without Borders, on and on it goes. And they're all being used and your dollars are being used to set up camps in Panama, the Darien Gap, Colombia, Peru. And so countries send the worst of the worst that they have. We'll get into examples of that in a second. Venezuela and the like. They fly them into countries that don't have treaties or visa requirements for the United States. So they land in Colombia. They get paid, they get a United Nations debit card, and they work their way up on buses. And they end up in, Dave, the last count of the 10,000 illegals that crossed the southern border into San Diego just this past week. Okay, let me just repeat that. 10,000 in one week. None were Mexican nationals. Zero. Okay, zero. These people aren't coming from Mexico. They're not Mexicans. These people are coming from every other country in the world. 90% of them, China, okay? Middle East, okay, all those countries around there, and Africa, okay? A lot of countries you can't spell or find, but they're all Islamic, they're all radical Muslim, and they all hate you and your way of life. And so that's what's important to know. These are all fighting age, military men, no women, no children, 10 million already here. There'll be 3 million more in before Biden is uh, is sent packing uh, in November of this year. And the related components that I want to bring up, and I want to have you kind of talk about, Dave, is... The CCP, Chinese Communist Party, and the fentanyl and the chemical, that's chemical warfare. It's the chemical warfare. Chinese Communist Party is producing all the API, all the chemical precursors. It gets sent to Mexico. They wrap it up in all the illicit drugs. And now it's getting tied up in things like Percocet and marijuana and all kinds of what you might, people might call, you know, recreational drugs. Although I think that's like (laughs) that term in and of itself is ridiculous. There's no recreation about it. They're, they're killing people, you know, with this stuff. And then on the harder side of that, you know, obviously we've seen terrorists come in, brag about it on video, on the camera to guys like Bill Malugin on Fox News. Hey, I'm I'm a convicted terrorist from Afghanistan and you're not you're gonna, not going to find me because you're stupid over here. You're stupid and we know you're stupid and we're still. Cut. And meanwhile, the Chinese are floating a spy balloon over Colorado this week. <laughs> Cell service gets knocked out in the United States through likely we don't know exactly yet an EMP. I think it was an EMP from the from the spy balloon. Now, of course, what the United States government comes out and says, oh, it's a solar flare. And they put out all this stuff, information about solar flares. Dave, that's the CIA talking points. That's how it works. <laughs> Don't trust. In fact, there was a beautiful line. I got to share this, Dave. An eight-year-old black girl was interviewed at CPAC this weekend. Her mom was there with her hmm. and they gave her the mic and they said, what's the one, what's your one takeaway um that you have if you were to give a message this is to an eight-year-old black girl at at cpac and she said don't trust the government 
That's it. Four words. Don't trust the government. So anyways, there you have it. That's kind of like the southern border, you know, everything kind of jammed up and all that. Then, of course, we're going to get on to the, you know, the issues around, you know, Virginia and Georgia. Let's talk about it. Yeah, just real quick on the on the cyber outage. Um, uh, Hilarious how that rolled out. Um, We didn't we don't like to speculate this one. We don't quite have the have the goods on the receipts. Uh, Was this a test trial? To yeah, see how how quickly yes. the government can can uh, you know uh, and basically end your life yeah. uh, because and how they want to tie your cars your how you cook your food everything tied into the electrical grid so that they can control you hey was this a test to yeah. see how much they can control you hey maybe yeah. but I do want to touch on a horrific part of the uh, uh, the illegal immigration uh, yep. stampede yeah uh, the Biden administration. And he's just a of the puppet of, of the world globalist elite. Uh, they all have blood on their hands, not just here around the world. Here's just one one small example of this. This just happened two days ago. Heartbreaking story. Young female, 22 year old student at Augusta University College down right. there in Georgia. Yeah. I don't know if you if you heard any if this made oh, yeah. national news or not. Oh yeah, big time. No, this is this, all, this, this is isn't all over. Uh, somebody getting drunk at one in the morning in some some random nightclub in a big city, right? Yeah. She's jogging. She's out yeah. jogging Broad in daylight. her school during the day. Yeah. 22 oh. year old nursing student. 22. Right. Uh, oh, they find her body beaten to death on the campus. Yeah. I, 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 it took me two seconds to go, you know what? I don't care how, uh, you know, you knew right away it. it was an illegal, didn't you? We knew I did. right away. I it's not right going to be, it's not going to yeah. be like some co-student or something yeah. beaten to death, illegal immigrant from Venezuela. Yep. Um, this is disgusting. And, yep. and I hate to say this, it's going to sound super, super insensitive, but for all these, uh, the idiots that run this university and probably her and her friends, they're going to, they're going to put up a couple of lights. They're going to hire another security guard. Go, they're going to pat themselves on the back and yeah. they're going to say, well, this is terrible what happened, but now we have an extra light on or an extra security guard to prevent this. None of them, I'm sure they're all Democrats. I hate to say it, but they probably are. They're not going to realize, gee, maybe we should stop voting for the people that are allowing these scumbags from Venezuela yeah. into our country illegally to harm our citizens. Yeah. And, and shame on them for not putting that uh, together uh, in their heads. Yeah, no, Dave, hundred percent. And it's happening all the time. And you can, you know, at home, you can sort of write this off because, you know, when you get busy in your daily lives and you think, oh, you know, a murder here, a murder there. It's a big country. It's a dangerous country. Bad things happen. No. Yeah. I mean, yes, that while dangerous things do happen in a country of 350 million people, things like this don't happen. Okay. They're not normal. This guy was a multiple offender, repeat offender. He was an illegal. He was deported previously. ICE detainers, they would not hold him. He was a sanctuary city guy in New York. They would not let people know where he was. And what finally uh, caught him up in all this stuff? He had to kill someone. He had to kill a United States citizen. And this is happening over and over and over again. That's just one. And and we're making a big deal about this. We should make a big deal about this, every citizen, obviously. But this is not an isolated incident. I'll give you another one. Um, Yesterday, an illegal alien also from Venezuela. Uh, And of course, they're releasing, as Trump said back when he was running, they're giving us their prisoners, their rapists, their worst. It's true. It's absolutely true. true. The the, the gangs and so forth, and they're coming here. They're they're getting together in New York. They got their phones, their $10,000 UN ATM cards, and they're getting together and they're conducting massive criminal activity. Dave, yesterday in Virginia, an illegal was charged with producing child pornography. 
Okay. Sure. Reducing child pornography and illegal from Venezuela. Okay. So we've let in 10 million people over the last three years. Let's just use a conservative figure. Let's just say, let's just say, you know, of those 10 million, let's just say 10%, uh, you know, are, are troublesome. That's a million people. That's a million people that are troublesome. And let's just say 10% of that are brutally troublesome, hardcore criminals and potential terrorists. That's a hundred thousand people. Okay. I mean, the law of numbers now is, is tragic. Um, and you know, this, like you said, I think it's, it's just, it's unfortunately it's going to get worse where it gets better. It is. And the magnet is on full force, meaning the magnet to keep these people in. And it's not just like letting them in. In Massachusetts, this is just one of, thousands of examples in massachusetts they've dropped 10 million dollars this is just for six months to allow illegal immigrants to have 64 dollars a day worth of catering from a home style italian pasta company that means they're getting beautiful three uh, three meals a day from this really nice pasta company breakfast lunch and dinner on the taxpayer dime what what incentive do they have to leave none they, you, we're, we're giving them you yeah. know a room and shelter food health costs yeah. uh, gee i wonder think that if they if they are going to be a uh, hightailing it back to uh, tunisia well by the way talk, so. about, talk about uh, incentive to leave i saw a story dave on this topic the other day from chicago there's venezuelans who are here that are illegal that are so desperate to get back to venezuela because they hate chicago as such a hellhole mm. They're actually committing crimes to try to get deported. But here, <laughs> but here, no, but they actually said that on camera. But here's yeah. the rub. The United States won't deport them because yeah. when Biden came into office, he eliminated the treaty that Trump put in place that required deportation for felony activity. So it's gone. So now no matter what they do, they could kill someone. They're still going to stay in the United States. We're going to yep. spend a million dollars keeping them incarcerated until, for the rest of their lives. That is where this country is right now. That is why... Mm-hmm. We need to get General Flynn or um, that former Blackwater guy that was actually on with mm-hmm. Bannon the other day, the guy who ran Blackwater, in charge of the largest mass deportation program in the history of the United States. And by the way, people think, oh, my God, you're racist, you're xenophobic. Da, 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 da. Hey, Eisenhower did this. Kennedy did this. Lots of presidents before three million Americans were deported in the early 1900s. Deportations have happened many, many times in our history. Why? Because it's important to ensure the national security of this country. And it has to happen again. And we have to be now. Here's the secret. Oh, how are you going to find them? How are you going to round them up, keep them in camps? No, we're going to deputize. So you can do this at federal, state level. It's not be a federal thing. You can do this by deputizing every local law enforcement official under current authorities, under the Constitution right now, under current authorities, every single local officer can be deputized. If they come in contact with one of these dudes, boom, arrested, deported, arrested, deported. Can we just uh, initially just stop with giving these guys, you know, b- uh, three beautiful pasta meals every day? <laughs> that might, that might <laughs> that help might discourage them from coming here, you know. Exactly. So let me get on to like the other blocks of topics here. So we talked on financial, kinetic war and deep state. So I think just quickly on the financial stuff, I know it's a kind of a, uh, you know, somewhat of a dry topic. But the Ch- Congressional Budget Office now, Dave, is projecting in perpetuity two trillion dollar deficits. Okay, we have a five trillion, five, you know, five, six, seven trillion dollar budget every year. If you think of it, well, the real budget is really five with the deficit, it's two, but the real budget is five, two trillion dollar deficit. That's 30 percent of our annual budget is deficit. How do you finance that? Print more money. What happens when you print more money? You get inflation, you weaken the value of the dollar uh, and the dollar. This other side 
doesn't want the dollar as the prime reserve currency. They they're trying to destroy the dollar, and that is the only that's the best uh, sort of weapon, if you will, that we have. We really are sitting on top of a zombie economy now. Thirty five trillion in debt and two plus trillion dollar deficits in perpetuity. It's the single uh, behind defense. It's the single largest discretionary line item in the budget right now. How are you gonna? How are you gonna? How are people? Gonna, we have to do two things: mass uh, massive cuts. We can't, we, there's so, I'm sorry to tell folks out there, there's not going to be any tax cuts. We have to have massive cuts, including not just the discretionary spending, but even to entitlements. People aren't going to like to hear that, but we have to have massive cuts and interest rates have to stay higher for longer. They just have to, because we, we cannot afford this, this phony economy is being propped up by, by gimmicks behind the scenes with Janet Yellen and reverse repos and Biden and all the rest of it. We cannot keep going in this direction or we are done for as a. And, as and isn't a, it true that we have public. more people that have removed themselves from the uh, like the workers roles? And in other words, they, there's less people looking for work now yeah, because 100%. they're getting such lavish government benefits. They, there's no incentive for, for a lot of people, for millions of people. Why yeah. should I go out and work? Why should I work? Yeah, why, yeah. exactly. And we talked about it before. Um, third block on connecting the dots for folks at home, the kinetic war, right? I mean, we absolutely are in the early. And look, people laughed at Steve Bannon and us when we said, you know, oh, that we're in the early stages of a kinetic war about a year ago. Okay. When the Ukraine started, I think the Ukraine war now is about two years old. We've shoveled over $120 billion of our money to them. And we're further behind. A million people have died, primarily Ukrainians, but a lot of Russians. And we're we're at a place where the the result is no different. The Russian, the, the Eastern third of the Ukraine, Russian speaking, they want to be in Russia. They don't like the Ukraine. They don't like Zelensky. Zelensky is a billionaire YouTuber. And the, the, the guy, it's, it, this has got to end. The day Trump comes into office, I'm predicting a settlement within a week. This this has got to end. You have a peace treaty. Boom. Now, on top of that, you got the South China Sea. You got Taiwan. You got President Xi interested in taking over Taiwan and 80% of the chips that are produced worldwide. He wants that to happen. And of course, lastly, you have the Middle East, Hamas, Iran. You got a regional skirmish there. You got Lebanon. This is not just the usual dust-ups with the Houthis. And you got basically Americans with a two carrier battle groups there, Dave. You know, but you know what it costs to keep a carrier battle group at play every single day? It's like $100 million. Every single day, they're launching F-18s. We're firing $6 million Hellfire missiles from F-18s against... Uh, against uh, Houthis launching, uh, you know, little little tiny uh, shoulder fired, uh, you know, arms, uh, you know, that cost 10 grand. So we th- th- this is ridiculous. This is at, and the Suez Canal, frankly, it means nothing to us. Ninety percent of that trade goes to Europe. It means nothing to the United States. It is a problem for Egypt. So I mean, Egypt and the Europeans have got to step up. Here. They've got to step up. Yeah. yeah why? Up. It, once again, it falls on our on our shoulders. Yeah. And it doesn't uh, need to. It doesn't need to. It, uh, it also affects the shipping rate. So the shipping rates have skyrocketed uh, more for that part of the world, but it That's still right. affects us. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, such blowback Trump got uh, in the last few weeks for daring to say that once again, that the Europeans have to step up uh, their amount of uh, money they give to NATO. Because yeah. once again, there's supposed to be a 2% threshold and none, right. none of them were meeting that goal. That's Only right. when Trump was president and, oh my God, Trump doesn't care what happens to all those countries. He, he He's going to let Russia run over all of them, please. Yeah. They, they have to step up instead of, of funding their idiotic green agenda. How about defending their borders for a change? Yeah, total, totally true. And by the way, and we'll get to our fourth topic now, but I want to say just before we get to our fourth topic, 
all of this stuff, all of it, southern border invasion, financial crisis, the kinetic wars on three fronts, and the deep state stuff we're going to talk about right now. Dave, none of this was happening under Trump. Zero. That is the dot connecting I want to do for people out there who are maybe moderate, middle of the road, independents, or you have left-leaning friends. None of this stuff was happening under President Trump. We were ascendant. We had rising wages. We had four years of peace. The economy was great. Gas was two bucks a gallon. We were we were independently producing more oil than anywhere in the United than anywhere in the world. Um, ridiculous. So my last block, deep state, administrative state. It's a term you hear all the time. It is the fourth rail of government, right? I mean, you have the you know, congressional, executive, and judicial branches. The administrative state is what has to get taken apart when Trump comes in. There's four thousand appointees that are going to get uh, put in. 1,000 of those 4,000 are Senate confirmations, ambassadorships and the like, special presidential appointees, and 3,000 others that are staffers that are going to go in from the MAGA crew. They're going to go in and brick by brick dismantle the election, uh, sorry, dismantle the administrative state so that we have election integrity, no more CIA stealing elections, um, no more reporters having their personal files stolen, uh, break up big tech. Now you have Google with Gemini. Did you hear this, Dave? Google with their Gemini, their AI platform. And Elon Musk totally took him to the woodshed on this on Twitter the other day. Their so-called competitive AI platform to Grok, which is uh, Elon's platform, every single you in, every single question you input into that engine comes back with a DEI racist answer. Every single Oof, one. Yeah. So, for example, I tried just saying, show me a picture of Clarence Thomas. And they, they couldn't put up a picture of a black judge. It wouldn't do it. Right. Because it's just it's pro- there's they've programmed the software to not do it. I said, uh, put me up a picture of a, uh, you know, Middle Eastern white person. Couldn't do it. Right. I mean, so they've they've programmed this in. And, and actually, Matt Walsh, people should check it out out on Twitter, had a great four minute video on this stuff. Uh, and they literally tried over and over and over again to get pictures of uh, like, show me a white character from Star Wars. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it because it, it can't do because <laughs> yeah. it because it, it can't. It's not personal, but it can't do it because it's not been programmed to do that. Right. So, uh, yeah, Google is it. Google is definitely the worst. And I'll, I but I you know, it's weird because on, on one hand, I know that they're evil. But on the other hand, they have some amazing technological services. I hate that. It's I wish it was one or the other. Well, because every single day you either use Gmail or you search on Google or whatever. So you're exactly. t- and that's that's the problem. But hey, look. I think that's part of the patriot economy. Go to gab.com, start using payment systems, start using products from vendors that actually love and support you and don't hate you. And there's lots of them. I mean, it makes it it's a little trickier. It's harder than Amazon, but there are plenty of them out there. Gab.com has a great selection of, of folks like that. And I do want to uh, uh, accent, uh, accentuate again, please, uh, one comment you made earlier yeah. about Catherine Herridge at oh, yeah. CBS. So yeah, this is please. this is gaining national, uh, you know, national exposure now. So yeah. she was she's been around a long time. She's a, a very fine reporter. She's actually one of the very few that pushes back on the mainstream narratives. Right. Uh, and she used to be at Fox News many, many years ago. Right. But they, uh, like many other media outlets, CBS had a major major firing spree hundreds of people were like including her but in her case the cbs said you know what we're going to uh we're going to hold on to all of her personal records right and this has never been done before so she even got uh i don't know if you're aware but news reporters are also part of sag aftra sag aftra is you know big left wing uh, but in this case they're actually coming to her defense okay and this is this is moving its way up the food chain we're gonna we're when you when you uh 
uh, hold back and uh, don't release, don't give back her privileged sources as a right. news person. This right. is, goes to the very foundation of the First Amendment. It does. And you know, uh, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Somebody, uh, somebody higher up told the CBS News outfit, hey, get rid of this heritage uh, person and keep her personal records, keep her information uh, sealed for a little bit. Nudge, nudge, right? Yeah. Uh, I guarantee yeah. you uh, CBS did not do this just on their own. Yeah, no, 100%. It's a very dangerous situation, and it galls the left-hand side because they have to be <laughs> – they, they kind of they're, – they're betwixt and between because they want to come to her defense, but they can't come to her defense. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like they, they want to rush to her defense from, a you know, kind of like, oh, you know, CBS and you're a reporter and a lib – you know, whatever. And she's like independent. She's not really moderate. She's moderate. Um, but on the other hand, they can't come to her defense because it's, you know, they want to support the, you know, administrative state, the executive branch. Right. And this is corporate media, right? This is corporate. This is like the Murdochs. They're just doing the bidding of the globalists. This is, this is just an extension of the globalists, right? But so. there's, there's so few actual real reporters out there in the mainstream media. And she was a good example of one of the few. And to stand to lose her because, oh, because they're broke. Really? All yeah. the garbage money that they spend on, on horrible programming and you yep. can't keep one decent reporter on the job please now look she's had her she's had her moment she will go the way of tucker carlson and many others she will have an incredibly successful career on twitter or she'll work in in the tucker carlson network in tcn this is going to happen over and over and over again and that's why tucker creating that kind of umbrella network for folks like this to kind of feed into is going to be fantastic dave great to see you this week folks thanks for tuning in awesome to uh, have you with us and uh, don't forget to check us out We're on every podcast platform of choice. We are all over the place, uh, wherever you can get your favorite podcasts. And uh, let's see, on social media, of course, at Rant and Rave 1776. And Dave, as always, we'll see you down the road on the right side.